This is Sarah the Rebel, and you're listening to the MonsterCast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MonsterCast. I am the Straight Edge Monster, Jack, and, of course, joined by Ryan. This is our second episode of the year, and we got some stuff to go over. And it'll be exciting, and we're going to try to make it not two hours and 18 minutes, so we're going to jump right into it here. We got uh, first up on the docket, we have Jim Cornette blocking Ryan <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> like, like what a way to start the week, my friend. Yeah, so um, as and far you, as I can... And you don't know exactly what this, what the reason was. You just happened to go to his Twitter and saw that you were blocked? So I know that I wasn't blocked like a week or two ago because I'd, I'd seen some of his shit. And the only thing that I interacted on that he would have been looking at or part of or whatever was when he and Kenny Omega were having their little spat again. I liked a tweet that Kenny had made talking about Jim Cornette wheezing when he was talking or whatever. Um, and I just liked it. And then somebody had quote tweeted Jim Cornette later and it was blocked. So I never saw what it was. I went to go click on it. It was like, oh, no, Jim Cornette has blocked you. I was like, oh. Okay, well, fuck. Uh, I, that's the only thing I can think of because it's the only thing I really interacted with was that one Kenny Omega tweet that had anything to do with Jim Cornette. So that man is literally pulling up, <laughs> pulling up tweets that aren't nice to him, the like looking list. at who liked it, yeah. and then fucking blocking everybody that liked it. That's sad as fuck, dude. You're like 80. Grow it's up. funny because I recall liking some of the tweets as well, but I don't know if I liked Kenny's or if I liked the quote tweets. So I ended up going to Jim Cornette's profile as well to see if I was blocked. I'm still in the clear for now, believe it or oh. not. And I don't even know how I wasn't blocked a long time ago for stuff that I was tweeting out and said with uh, when we had Ruby Rays on the show. When literally she was quoted as, fuck Jim Cornette. We have the clip on our YouTube, or on my YouTube technically now. Um the Straight Edge Monster YouTube channel where we have the MonsterCast exclusives from these shows. If you want to go uh, subscribe to the channel and look at those up, we got the Brian Pillman interview. We've got a clip from the Ruby Rays interview, that specific clip where, like, and I remember uh, tweeting about that multiple times, and that was around the time I believed that he got kicked off at NWA for saying the the racist bullshit, the racist joke or whatever. Let's be clear so people don't think we're 50 years old. It was a Brian Pillman Jr. interview. Oh, yeah, my bad. Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> interview. My bad, my bad, my bad. Before he hit AEW when he was still in yeah, MLW. Right, it was actually right before. I think he got signed like a month later. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. Or he yeah. started showing up a month later, and then he eventually got signed uh, after that. But, yeah, so uh, come on our show, guys, as guests. You'll, we're good luck. Apparently. Mm, um, um, but, yeah, so, so yeah, you just can go check and... that out. But, yeah, I, I mean, how many times I tweeted about Jim Cornette or Jim Cornette in general, or just liked stuff that was going opposed uh, Jim Cornette. It's very weird that he would just take this time to pull up a like list and block everybody on that specific And it wasn't even that tweet. mean of a tweet. People exactly. said way worse shit about him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, and I've, I've, I don't think I've ever said anything directly to or about him at all, so it had to, like that's the only thing I can think of. Um, and the funny thing is I remember, because I do listen to his show occasionally. I, listen, I don't listen to the whole fucking episode because the ads just much um but uh i'll listen to some of the like the 12 15 minute clips they put out and i remember him talking to his co-host and saying that you know i just i just block people now i just block them uh, you know i don't bother blah 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 i just block them so it's kind of funny that it happened so soon after i guess he you know is not just applying that to people that actually talk to him yeah <laughs> but, 
there's two two people in the wrestling world now that block me on Twitter. It's him and fucking Tomatonga, which I'm real hurt by because I actually really like Tomatonga. But back during the G1 a few years ago, he had a match with uh, Kenny Omega, and I it was like totally in fucking kayfabe, dude. I was I tweeted something about him beating uh, Tama, and Tama fucking blocked me. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything bad about you or your wrestling or anything, bro. What, what's going on? So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, him and Tom and Tonga both had me blocked. Imagine your two people that have blocked you are like two people that are completely opposite from each <laughs> other in the wrestling world. Uh, so good. I don't think I'm blocked by anyone, but I don't really go out of my way to look to see who blocked me. I've never come across anybody that's blocked me yet. So. Um, I only notice when somebody quote t- tweets something that then I can't read the quote tweet. Oh, I'm definitely blocked by fans. There's some fans out there that yeah. definitely blocked me, like uh, DJ Storms or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah. Oh, him. my God. What a fucking douchebag that guy is. I'm not even going to give him any airtime on here because he's such a fucking prick. But uh, if you like DJ Storms, please. Uh, then you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. You're probably not yeah. listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, he's terrible. I have no idea why he has the audience he has. Um, just, just oh, oh my god! I don't even know. I'm not. I don't want to say anything too mean, but no, nah, he's he's a garbage person. Um, There's that other fucking guy, the um, uh, Machiavelli made me, the Niccolo guy. Is fucking. He's he's got like 4K followers or something. In his bio, he's got like a. It says he's a wrestling journalist and wrestling historian or whatever. But all his shit is just like straight out anti anti uh, AEW. Like even his profile picture is just like a cartoon of a fat nerd looking guy with an AEW shirt on or whatever. And Brody King debuts, and this motherfucker literally tweets, uh, "Oh, some guy nobody's ever heard of or seen before is all elite." Like, first of all, just tell people you don't fucking. Oh, walk I wrestling. saw that tweet. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. I saw that tweet. Machiavelli. Then, what's his name? Uh, Machiavelli made me, but it's like Niccolo is his display name. But um. Yeah, fucking, uh, he deleted, I replied to him, and then he deleted the tweet, but he didn't block me, but he had tweeted something like, um, yeah, I'm also the guy that didn't know who, who the fuck, uh, Jay White was, I don't care, like, none of that shit counts as, like, whatever, and I replied to him, and I was like, imagine calling yourself a wrestling historian in your bio, not knowing who Jay fucking White is, like, just change your shit to WWE simp and go, and he fucking deleted the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how the fuck do you not know who Jay White is and call yourself wouldn't have been easy wrestling just journalist? De- well, yeah, wouldn't have been historian. easy to just delete wrestling journalists out of your profile? Yeah, probably. Fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing that person. But I did see that tweet, and I remember because uh, uh, Xenia, or Xenia, or whatever her name is. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, we don't talk good. We're from the South. Yeah, I'm from the South. Sorry, chick. Um, but <laughs> she, uh, she had uh, retweeted it. That's how I saw it. And I pretty sure i liked the tweet because i thought it was hilarious what she said mm. um but yeah pretty much it's the uh old adage of the wwe simps going from um oh all they hire is wwe x guys hire yeah. some indie guys then you hire the indie guy who the fuck are these guys why yeah. are you hiring these guys uh, pick a <laughs> fucking lane bro pick a lane oh my god yeah yeah so i feel you on that one all right so uh so yeah, so Ryan's uh, blocked by Jim Cornette right now. Let me see if I'm still blocked by Jim Cornette. Let me see if I'm still blocked by Jim Cornette. He's not popping up. Still or ever? Uh oh. Uh oh. No, I'm still good. I don't follow him though, so that's good too. Yeah, I mean I don't either. But yes, I his uh, YouTube's 
uh, little clips do pop up from time to time, and they're interesting because sometimes, and at least in the past, you know, six months, basically ever since uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan debuted, he has been saying some nice stuff about AEW. But then it went just on this random ass tirade about fucking Kenny Omega again. Like you're gonna have constantly. to get over, bro. You're just gonna yeah. have to get over. He's the best He's in the world, dude. Like you're gonna and have to get over it. He got fucking mad at Ric Flair for saying that Kenny Omega was a better wrestler than Brian Danielson, which is arguable. Sure, I think you know they're different. They're real different. So it's hard to compare them one to one. Um, but. I'd, if if I were to ever make a case for two people being tied as the greatest fucking wrestler, it'd be those two. So he's mad at Ric Flair. Yeah, how can you be people, mad at Ric Flair? Who if he gives your if he, if he, if he tell, exactly out of your mind? Yeah, exactly. You're gonna act like Ric Flair doesn't know what he's talking about. Come on. Like man. at a certain point, man, you have to realize you might be the one that's wrong here. Yeah. And he just he can't shut the fuck up. Going back to the the match with the nine year old girl, like dude. There's been way goofier shit in wrestling that you have been a part of. Shut the fuck up. Xenia did that. I, I, it could be Xenia. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm probably not pronouncing it right now. I'm sorry about that. But I mean, I'm gonna stop talking and saying her the name, because um, <laughs> I know I sound stupid right now. But I'm trying to find the tweet. It shouldn't be that far down because this wasn't that long ago mm. when she quote tweeted it, and I thought it was hilarious. I'm pretty sure I liked it. Um. And she's a big fan of Brody King and uh, Malachi Black as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, where is it? Oh, there's that one. Oh, I'm getting close because that was a Brody King picture. There it is. At this point, if a person hasn't heard about Brody, I assume they just don't know shit about wrestling, which is fine, but not something to be loud and proud about. And that was a quote tweet from. <laughs> exactly. That was a, that was a quote tweet from. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a quote tweet on a quote tweet. So they said, the person that she quote tweeted, I assume, uh, Surya KL said they have two moods: all ex WWE wrestling and who is this guy? Pick a struggle, please. Yeah. And it was it was Machiavelli made me um, some guy nobody's ever heard of or seen before is all elite. Yeah. So that's there's the guy. Great um, great avatar for that guy too because that pretty much sums up him, even though it's the AEW shirt. But yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, I just, man, thank you, Queen. Um, but yeah, no, that guy's so fucking dumb. I, I don't understand how you would, I don't know, man, maybe maybe it's just to get more engagement and to fucking, like, at a certain point, though. Was he losing uh, impressions or something? Is he down impressions I, this month, so he said, fuck it, let me attack Kenny Omega again, who's been out for, like, three weeks already, undergoing surgeries and shit? Let me just attack Kenny Omega. I was talking Cornette, but yeah, Cornette's oh, okay, fucking, okay. Cornette's even worse. Cornette, like, you can... <laughs> It, it almost feels at this point like he knows he's wrong, but he just has to keep up that narrative because he can't admit that he's been wrong. You can't look at that. And, and every good match he has, he'll always give all the credit to the other guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just happens to have great fucking matches with everybody. He has great matches with Alan Angels because Alan Angels is the number one fucking wrestler. Like, you, you're fucking kidding yourself at a certain point, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's nothing against Alan Angels, but the dude's like 21. He's not in there calling the match. Yeah. Against Kenny Omega. And we've already and they've already established the gimmick that Alan Angels just has Omega's has number, number or whatever, yeah. even though he keeps losing. Dude, I can't but, wait yeah. for the payoff for that like ten years. Oh, it's gonna be so good, yeah. Finally beat him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh I really Ra like Raven, <laughs> Raven Tommy Dreamer type shit. Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Um but yeah, so interesting stuff. Let's speaking of WWE, let's go ahead and talk about some other people that need to pick a lane. Um Oof. 
you going in hot today. You um yeah, hot takes all day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, so WWE, their whole idea for stripping down NXT to make NXT 2.0 is to make it edgier, right? Mm. Then why do you come out with a press conference or an article or whatever you want to call it, complaining about AEW's tag team women's uh, hardcore street fight match or whatever the hell they call oh, it? Fucking crazy. About the blood. And uh, basically saying that, you know, they have nothing to do with that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's the stuff that they're not down with anymore. How are you going back to an edgier product and then you come out and say some dumb shit like that? I will try to find the exact quote here. Um, And the fucking people that, oh my god, dude. The people that agree. Oh, the WWE simp. Simpage is real. Yeah, I um. I wish I had a um, a producer. To find that's that's almost one. <laughs> almost one of the. Yeah, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, pull that's that. That's almost up. one of the things. Uh, Gory self mutilation. Where... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? You want? You want to talk about the Lesnar Orton match real quick? Because <coughs> you had. A I'd much rather have somebody blade on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Than get elbowed in the fucking head eight times. Yeah, yeah. And. We're, you know, they're not that far removed from, uh, fucking Roman Reigns was just busted open the other night. Dude, let me tell you something right here. You're going, you're taking NXT and stripping it down to make it more edgy, right? And edginess Is that isn't why? just, no, that, that's what they kept saying, yes. Uh, it seems God, like it's more cartoony fucking characters I'm just and telling you what they said. And... I, well, I, don't know. I, I know, I When hear they you. say edgy, I don't know if they mean like ruthless aggression, quote unquote edgy, the fake edgy, or if they mean attitude era edgy, I don't know. But either way, it doesn't really matter because if you went that way and then you're going to complain about AEW's uh, New Year's Smash street fight with the four ladies involved, Penelope Ford, The Bunny, Tay Conti, and Anna Jay, mm-hmm. who did an amazing job when we were talking about that could have been best tag team women's match if we had that category in our awards and it was on right. the last day of the year. It was on December 31st. Um, but you are not that far removed and you're talking about Lesnar Orton. How about this? How about the match with Finn Balor and fucking Kyle O'Reilly where they tried to take each other's fucking heads off for real? Yeah. And everybody was talking about, oh, my God, that was a little too far. Really? So, well, but that was okay because it was under WWE? Yeah, it was NXT. It doesn't count. We've changed. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, how can you change to be more edgier than that? I don't know, man. And complain know. about a fucking gory street fight from AEW New Year's Smash? It doesn't make it any just, sense. It reeks to me of that, like insecurity that they feel when they know that somebody's putting on something better than them. Like, it's very much a, oh, well, sure, it's getting a lot of attention and it was good, but we don't have to, to resort to gimmicks like that to be good. Like, dude, stop. stop. You've... The, it, the, the crazy thing about it is, too, if you really look at that match, like, yes, it was probably one of the best, like, women's tag team matches in a really long time, but... Broadly, if you compare it to like all matches, can you think of the any women's year, tag like... team match ever off the top of your head that you can think of a women's tag team match, and you can be like, "Oh yeah, that was a great match." Uh, Iconics versus everyone. Um, <laughs> every one of the matches they've ever done. <laughs> um, nah, but for real, like it's it's so telling because in this in the in the broader picture, it's not like that match was anything like. Uh, I mean, for for the specific like uh, niche that it's in, sure, it was like really fucking good, it was, like above and beyond. 
but compared to wrestling broadly, it really wasn't. So it's not. No, no, you no, know. no. As far as as far as a women's tag team street fight, right. it was amazing. But that's as that's far the as funny thing a is like that tag team match so much or attention. even yeah, I, exactly. It was because, because two chicks bled in the match. Only right. two out of the four bled, by the way. Right. But here's the thing. Here's someone uh, at Ricky Alvarez 98 replied to the fightful post on this. Honestly, I agree with WWE in this case. Matches with so much unjustified blood are not visible. There's no need for blood. Unjustified? There was fucking barbed wire and tables. Listen, clown. listen. There's no need for blood or special stipulations to make great matches between women. Now, let me tell you something. There's Simon Cadow at Ricky Alvarez 98. I will say that these four women have been in a feud for over two months with the brass knuckle fucking shit they've been going back and forth with the brass knuckles watch your product. clearly you don't watch the product clearly this is a payoff this is literally right. a payoff between these four women and it's and... got the fucking stipulation and you act like and the people that act like there's fucking blood in every female AEW's match is fucking mind-boggling i've seen that on more than one occasion tweeted out and that is so stupid i'm trying to think of some um i mean obviously Britt baker got accidentally busted up um yeah the two but that was accidental. Right, that's what I'm saying. It was, and that was, you know, it wasn't like she fucking bladed. Um, there, here's a guy, he gets it. All Elite, All Elite Dre 24, he gets it. AEW doesn't do matches like that regularly. The reason why they did that match is to blow off that feud, yes. so I don't understand where the problem is. Thank you. That's exactly so, what I just said. I haven't heard what Cornetta said about this or anything, but oh, he's I'm made sure the same argument. Good. Oh, but he's made this argument about blow-off matches several times. He's always like, oh, yeah, I hate the hardcore matches just to have them, but they, you should be saving them for when it's the end of, like, a blood feud or whatever to to blow off the rivalry. So if he says anything about it now where he's, like, complaining about it, dude, you just get the fuck out of here, you goddamn hypocrite. But, because but, that's literally oh what God, he that's... says these matches are for, <laughs> or supposed to be saved for. Uh, so. This great tweet right here, but holding premium live events in a country where they killed a journalist and human rights are basically <laughs> inexistent is all oh, fine. Did you hear uh, Meltzer's so shit? Nah. On, oh my fucking, it was dark. Hey, here it you was... go. David Bixpin. Remember when they wanted blood in Lesnar Orton but didn't want to risk a sponsor being able yep. to spot Orton gaffing himself? So they just had Brock shoot elbow him in front of the mount position and pretend that it was an accident? Yeah. Yeah. So that's better. Okay. And I don't where... usually agree with David Bixman, but he's right on the money right there. Like, this, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> WWE is the last company that needs to be talking about anybody's morals or gory street fights or whatever the hell they want to talk about. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing is Wrestling Jeebus, who I do follow on both of my accounts. I think he's a great uh, Twitter follow if you guys want to follow him. Very nice guy. Given the state of Raw, I don't think WWE have the right to say what is appealing to the general public. <laughs> <laughs> good shit good shit wrestling howie hearst helmsley at 2002 hhh howie wrestling isn't meant for the general public it's meant for wrestling fans WWE has watered down their product more and more over the last 20 years and the general public aren't watching their shows either so there you i mean most of the people that respond to fightful are uh guys like us but there are the occasional people i have seen some dumb ass tweets which is why i made the tweet that i did um about uh about that uh, situation, if I can find it. I okay, think it's so the one the, that you actually liked. Um, the, Mel the Meltzer thing? Yeah. So he was talking about the Elimination Chamber name change or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now um, I heard there's another name change for it or something. Like the annual Elimination Chamber is the new shit or something. So they already changed the name of Elimination Chamber when they air it in Germany and stuff for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 
So he was making a connection between that and Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia's human rights abuses. And he it was one of the fucking darkest but like funniest things he's ever said. He said, I guess they decided to book the chamber in Saudi Arabia because Auschwitz has COVID restrictions this month. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, God damn, Dave. That's so fucking dark, dude. But I get his point. Um, the the fact that they're still having these Saudi shows is just wild to me. Yeah, I tweeted it out nine hours ago. Imagine thinking every AEW women's match has blood in it, then comparing it a hardcore tag team match to a singles takeover match. It's not the same. You people have to be sore from all the reaching you're doing. And I see, and I also tweeted, I see AEW living rent free in uh, E's head again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, take Conti had the best response. So oh yes. Agreed. The <laughs> the picture of her bloodied up with a middle finger. Yeah, fucking good shit. Um, okay. Well, they know that it was probably their best match ever the whole time they've been there. So they came out that... dressed for a street fight. They came out in yeah. fucking jean shorts and shit. Like, what did you think was gonna happen, bro? Yeah. It was a street fight. And you notice that you, WWE didn't have shit to say about the best friends, proud and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that was it's because it's girls. So weird, dude. It is weird. I agree. Um, okay, state of WWE. We got <sighs> through the comments of that. What What do you think the state of the WWE is currently? Whether it is the actual product on screen or behind the scenes, uh, we talked a little bit about it uh, before the show started. Uh, what they're doing with Triple H's NXT and all that stuff. And, yeah. Uh, what like What do you think currently is the state of WWE? Well, like where Where are they even supposed to be trying to go? Can you even Can tell? To me, what it seems like is all the cuts and all the making sure that they're sounding super advertiser friendly as a product and all that stuff is them gearing up for a sale, period. And I this even ties back into the last conversation because it's like if they're trying to sell their wrestling company to a like a broader like let's say Disney or whoever, then they want to make sure to differentiate their product and say, oh yeah, we're both wrestling, but we're not wrestling like that. Like we don't we wouldn't have that on your on your services. We're you know we don't we don't need to do stuff like that. We're just Clean fucking body slams and headlocks. Um, so that plus the cuts, plus it's been floating around for a while, plus all the fucking cuts to like uh, those two major higher ups that were there mm -hmm. earlier. Getting rid of fucking Regal, which is crazy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Out of all the Here's, cuts, do you think that was the most shocking one? That or Joe, but... Um, was Joe really shocking? He already been cut once. It, that's why it was shocking, because it's like, why the fuck would you bring him back just to cut him again? Well, they did the same thing with Jake Maverick, too. Yeah, but his video on that was actually really cool, too. I know. I um, loved it. It was awesome. I'm surprised really he hasn't been signed already by somebody. Yeah. He's got that same problem, though, where he's... You know, there's a point where, you know, you can be like, oh, he's a smaller guy, but it still works, like a Brian Danielson or whatever. But then Dragon Maverick's, like, real small, so it's kind of harder to... Unless you have somewhere with, like, a proper cruiserweight division or something to really fit him or in somewhere. Or if they ever bring in these damn trios titles in AEW, we would have a fucking perfect spot for him. Yeah. If, could you imagine like him and like Heath in a Rockstar stable type deal, the old school stuff? Like obviously he'll be Rockstar Spud again. So you were Rockstar Spud, Heath with the old three and B. I mean he's in Impact right now, but you get what I'm saying. And like there's definitely teams out there where like the Marco Stunts and the Drake Mavericks can actually do something history wise in a company and be beneficial to you, especially merchandise sales and all that stuff. And especially when they got the charisma of something that or something of someone like Drake Maverick has. There's definitely somewhere you could use them, but you have to have the other pieces in place. Like, Drake Maverick doesn't want to come there. The Iconics don't want to come there, and then you don't even have anything for them to achieve while they're there. 
Because yeah, no there's tag no tag titles, titles for the yeah. women, and there's no trios titles for smaller guys because you don't want a cruiserweight title because you don't want to pigeonhole the guys that are like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan that would be fighting for a cruiserweight title pretty much anywhere else. But so, not in your company. I even think Marco Stunt. The word is that he's probably not getting re-signed, and you would think that you know if they had trios titles that might save him. But and not with the Christian shit. Not right? with Christian there, yeah. right? So he's kind of. You know, he's getting kind of shafted on that. I, you know, you would hope that maybe Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy would try to lobby to keep him for the trio stuff, but then now that they're tag champions, it's like, what do you really do? He hasn't been there in forever. Like, I, I can kind of see the writing on the wall there. Um, he's which also, sucks. He's also, he's, he's, right he's, now, which would be a really good pit rehire for him if he does get picked on The Voice, because that's what he's doing right now. He's uh, trying to go on The Voice. I believe. Well, I've heard him sing. He's a really good fucking singer. Yeah, he's supposed to be going on The Voice. So, I mean, think about the extra pub if he does get picked to be on the yeah. show. So, yeah. Right. That'd yeah. be also useful for him. Hell, you could even give him a singing gimmick. Mm, I hate those. Yeah, I do too. But if you're good at the fucking shit. It worked with Matt. Uh, I mean, he's okay, but he ain't better than Marco Stunt. No, I'm saying it, it worked with him because of his look and because he was still 6'3 and fucking jacked and could still wrestle. Yeah. Um, and not saying Marco can't wrestle, but, you know, so at a certain point, you're you're going to get pigeonholed into doing a very specific kind of match every time. Um, I mean, think about this. Uh, he could be in the Rockstar trios with the Rockstar Spud <laughs> and Heath. He could be the singer of the band. No, man, but I really like the character that, that Drake was building <laughs> oh, off of I that do promo. Too, yes. so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know that. where they're going with it. Is it, a, is it such a serious character that we'll be able to take him serious at his size, though, is the question. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, just make him like a... Um, you can be, like... So Ali's not huge, no. but you can take him seriously as a as a character, too. I think Ali has uh, leaps and bounds more athletic ability than Drake Maverick, though. Yeah. Speaking of fucking wasted potential, hey, Ali, miss you. Um... <laughs> Like, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we always had this conversation on the show about the people that they've completely, you know, just botched. Yeah. Um, but the amount of people that they botched at the same time, I don't think has ever been higher with the releases and stuff, all the way back to the Buddy Murphys, um, and the uh, Andrades, the Alistair Blacks, you Mojo. know, Samojo twice. <laughs> um, yeah. And then what you're currently still doing to Cesaro and uh, Ali and Ricochet, and I'm just sitting there like, oh fucking Ricochet, dude. Oh, think right. about if you ever watch Lucha Underground. Oh, we got Omos. If you ever watch Lucha Underground, <laughs> and I and I get that Ricochet yeah. is teetering over into Dolph Ziggler territory right now, but if you ever watched Ricochet and Lucha Underground, and you're telling me that this man <laughs> couldn't have fucking been. A world champion by now, or at least IC champion on multiple occasions, having fucking uh, barn burner matches on a consistent basis like AJ Styles, then you're out of your fucking mind. There's no way that they should have botched Ricochet as much as they have. It's crazy. It does not make sense to me. Um, the, I think, okay, I think what bothers me a lot about the Ricochet thing too is like he had just come off of that match with Osprey. And you look at their diverging paths from there. Yeah. And it's just, it's fucking crazy. Because they're both equally, I think, equally good. They really are. 
And the reason that people don't think that anymore is just that Osprey's been booked a million fucking times better. Yeah. But you watch that match, you can tell like they're they're very much on the same level. And uh, and I mean, it's just nuts, bro. Like, if it was me in charge, um, a couple years Let's ago, get our EWR. Yeah, if it was me in charge <laughs> a couple years ago, Ali, Ricochet, and Cesaro would have just been my fucking Intercontinental Division. They would have been trading it back and forth between each other, and you would have had and Murphy, and that would be my fucking IC type. I see title division, excuse me. Um, and you would have had fucking amazing matches every fucking pay-per-view for the IC title. Now, the IC title and US title aren't even defended on the big pay-per-views or premium live events anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, I love On that. a consistent basis because you have nobody to hold these 30 titles that you have. AEW, yeah. Tony Khan was like, oh man, I... Don't want to have too many titles because, you know, it'll it'll flood the market. But now he's got so many fucking wrestlers. Please bring the trios titles. Please bring the women's tag titles in. You have the people. You currently have the roster to have these titles. It would make sense. And I understand that you don't have a lot of time to defend those titles on a weekly basis on your two shows. That's fine. You have Dark sitting there. You literally have Dark sitting there. You could fucking defend women's tag titles and trios titles on Dark anytime you want. And it will get more people to watch that product because there's there's title matches on there. It don't have to be every week, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's not it's not the end all be all that you can't have two more fucking uh, divisions or titles because you don't have enough time. I get that you don't have enough time. I get you don't have main event and NXT and NXT UK and all these other fucking avenues, but you do have technically four shows. And if you're one show that gets uh, taped in the Universal uh, Studios is your Dark Elevation where you're just getting your up-and-comer guys. I understand not wanting to put title matches on that. That makes total sense to me. You could have champions on there fighting, mm -hmm. but you don't want to have the titles on the line. But if you wanted to have titles on the line, you could still have titles on the line with the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles, the trios titles, all on Dark Elevation. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So I don't, I don't understand the drawback right now because he definitely has the roster definitely for trios. Not so much the women's tag, but he definitely has women's tag teams out there. So, I mean, you got a bunch of women out there right now that aren't really doing anything. So you've got the Layla Hirsch um, and, uh, Statlander. yeah, Statlander beef going on, which is fine. But you also have Statlander dipping her toes in against Britt Baker next week with the mixed tag match, which right. is kind of cool. But that's my, that's kind of my whole point. Like, you have Statlander in two different feuds at the same time instead of instead yeah. of having somebody else in that in that spot or in the Layla Hirsch spot which is it's it's okay I like Chris Atlander it's just they would have to put somebody else in the Layla Hirsch spot but the thing is I mean she really does have legit storylines of both because of the best friends exactly, thing Exactly yeah the, but yeah. you I mean you have tons of other women out there like we saw with the 3 on 3 match you got Nyla doing nothing right now you've got um you've got uh, Red Velvet doing nothing right now you've got um Anna Jay technically doing nothing right now because her feud just had the blow off Tay Conti just had the blow off. Yeah, but but Ty Conti and Anna, Jay and Anna and already had their matches with Britt. Yeah, I get that. That's what I'm saying. You could have the women's tag titles. Tay and Anna yeah. would be your fucking champs probably right out the gate right now because you don't have the iconics. So you bring in fucking Nia Jax and have her team with Nyla Rose. That'd be fucking nuts, actually. Holy shit. That would be fucking nuts. Goddamn beasts. I mean, nuts. I know she gets a lot of shit for 
you know, safe Nia, or whatever. But Nia Jax gets. I don't want to hear that dumb shit, bro. Like, yeah, that's... it's it's happened a couple times, but it's happened to a lot of people a couple times. Fucking, fucking Seth Rollins injured goddamn thing. Nobody's like, oh, Seth Rollins injures people. Like, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. And Seth Rollins is injured more than just him too, because I'm pretty sure yeah. he's the one that broke Cena's nose. Yep, he did with that knee. Yeah, so I mean, like, come on, man. People, people have mistakes, and when you're in there with other women and inexperienced women at that. Especially when Nia Jax was in there and she was hot shotted to the fucking main roster because right. she was related to the Big. Rock. Yes, um, related to the Rock. It's shit's gonna go down, bro. It's live TV. That's just how it goes. No one's fucking calling. Uh, Phoenix has been hurt like three or four times since he's been in AEW. Is anybody calling a Phoenix a fucking unsafe worker? No. Uh, to himself. Yeah. yeah I'll call him that. <laughs> Calm down. I mean, there's there's people that can do crazy shit and never get hurt, like a Darby Allen. And there's people that fucking can go out there and have a regular match and still hurt somebody by accident. It happens, dude. Not everybody's fucking Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, where you never hurt anybody in your entire fucking career. It just and the other thing is you have to you have to think about the size differential between her and the people she's working yeah, with. Yeah, I agree. And if you had Andre the Giant fight fucking, you know, 180 pound dudes all the time. And I'm sure someone would get fucking hurt. And what did we hear about the stories about Andre the Giant? If he didn't like you, you got he hurt for real. Hurt he got he hurt you for real. So no one's saying, hey, Andre, Andre's an unsafe worker, but he was. Yeah. If he wanted to be, because he fucking could be. Or Ken Shamrock too, but you, that's hard to turn off, I think, too. And you're in the zone, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping they turn Layla Hirsch into. I hope she goes out there, and starts belly to belly suplexing motherfucking referees and shit, angle watching you... motherfuckers. That would be that? so great. Do you remember the Vader Shamrock match? Um. So not off the top I, of my head, no. I think it's like a Raw or something, but Shamrock kept hitting Vader pretty fucking stiff, and they literally they caught it right on camera because he was, you know, he was being kind of loud and he was clearly getting fucking frustrated. But Vader was coming up the steps from the outside after he got thrown out. He's like, ease up, and then Shamrock fucking hit him again too hard, and Vader just fucking backfists the shit out of him and knocks him down. <laughs> He fucking stopped from then. Yeah. He was not stiff yeah, anymore. So we talk about, if we're going to bring up Andre, you might as well bring up Vader. That yeah. Motherfucker is scared to get in the ring with Vader, dude. Scared to get in the ring with him. It's a show, and they were scared to get in the ring. They said, fuck was, that, dude. That mask. You took that mask off. He didn't look as scared. <laughs> but, like, that mask, man. I'm not fucking with nobody that's wearing goddamn straps on their head. Get out of here. <laughs> I am not fucking. <laughs> I'm not fucking with Vader. I don't give a fuck if you got the mask on or not, bro. Because yeah. when he don't have the mask on, it's a lot easier to see when he gets angry. You go ahead and fuck up against Vader and see what happens. Oh, yeah. He's or, a ginger. He just gets all fucking red. Like, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Everybody gave shit about the Nia Jack Charlotte thing and made it a big thing, but then they post all this shit together online mm. afterwards, clearly telling you that yeah, we had some shit, but we're still friends or whatever. Like I've never fought with you or Ethan before. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's so weird. Like, I fought with JC before. Like, I've le legit fought with JC before, who was one of my best friends. And we're fine. Like, it happens, dude. Especially in a, an environment like that. Like, what the fuck do you think? They think it's yeah, never going to happen? I'm just at Walmart. And there's these people. You think that's never going to happen, <laughs> dude? Like, it's so dumb what people come up with on social media these days. Like, yeah. oh, she's so unsafe. Oh, yeah? Well, we just yeah. talked about Brock Lesnar. I mean, look, yes, she injured a few people, but it's just, it's an unsafe business. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the people that are super safe, you don't you don't really like watching as much. Yeah. You look at the Miz. Yes, or exactly. Whatever. How many times have people complained about the Miz playing it too safe? And you can tell, yeah. you can see it in his matches. And that's nothing. It's nothing against the Miz. It's fine to be that way too if it, if you can make it work. Yeah. But you, it's the people that complain about it. Like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Uh, 
as far as I remember, Nia Jax is uh, has not ended anyone's careers. She has she has ended zero careers. So uh, I don't yeah, so I don't understand what the problem is. She's no uh, more unsafe than Bill Goldberg, who ended Bret Hart's career. So. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. She's safer than uh, Bill Goldberg. She's safer than Bill Goldberg. Kind of out, She's safer but... than Bill Goldberg, and Goldberg has three moves. So shut the fuck up, people. And Goldberg is also unsafe to himself. Yeah, that's true. Fucking hitting his head on stuff. <laughs> Scrambling your brains before you go out there. Probably ain't the yeah. best idea anyway. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're playing football already. You, know, you don't have much to work with. Uh, but yeah, um, so... <laughs> well, yeah, Nia Jackson and uh, fucking Nyla Rose would be fucking insane. I mean, she'll have to. She would have to come out of something different. But I heard that she's not really interested in wrestling anymore. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that could always change. They're so fucking mean to her. Like, why didn't what you know? Yeah, for no reason too. Is Mojo Rawley still wrestling or not? I don't know what he's doing besides doing the TikTok videos with uh, Nia Jax. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I have no idea what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> he's getting hype. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long uh, they still got the monies. I yeah. guess. Uh, other state of wrestling, I did see that someone said that Impact still has the best women's roster, and I'm going to disagree. The best yeah. women's roster is in WWE. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah. The way that they use them is not the best, but right. they have the best roster. I'm sorry, now, they have the best roster. When Oscar finally leaves and Kyrie Sane finally leaves, depending on where they go, you start making that argument again. But yeah, for right now. Or yeah, if you they know, go Ember to Moon another, pops up if somewhere. They go to another company. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, yeah. if Ember Moon and fucking Tony Storm go over to AEW in the next couple of months, right. and you want to revisit this situation depending on how and they get Asuka pushed over. And Kyrie Sane and Maki Ito, then like, sure. Yeah, like you got, you still have in WWE right now. You've got Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Io Shirai, Oscar, and fucking Kyrie Sane under contract. Bianca Belair. Bianca, yeah, I'm not, I mean, Rhea I'm Ripley. just getting to the core. We're not even getting to the yeah. younger people. Rhea Ripley, yeah. Bianca Belair. Um, shit, I just lost it. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Candice LeRae is still under contract. I, and you for people as much as sleep people on the fucking, fucking sleep people. On her sleep too. on her. Natalia's LeRae. there too. Natalia's a fucking. Natalia is a fucking she's beast. She's very talented. Um, Everybody just sits on her because of her booking, but she's still good. Yeah, like, y'all are crazy as fuck. WWE has the best women's roster out there. Sorry. And uh, Impact is good, but they're not as deep as they used to be. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying that AEW is closing up on them fairly fast here, especially yep. with a whole other division. Um, let's see. So State of WWE, we just went over the women. Tag team division is pretty much non-existent. You've got like three, four teams, and that's it with two titles, two separate titles. That's dumb. So, well, so your tag teams yeah. are basically now because AJ and Omos broke up. Your tag teams are the same tag teams that you had for about five years now. You got the Viking Raiders, the Street Profits, the Usos, and the New Day, and that's it. That's fucking it, dude. You don't ever let the fucking Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler do anything. No one's ever taken them seriously, even when they won the titles. You don't have John Morrison there anymore, so you don't have the Miz and John Morrison. Like you have no tag team division. You have four teams with two titles. Why? It's, it's not sustainable. And I don't understand why they don't just consolidate the titles and have them defend on both brands. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would make a million... Nobody cares. Mm. Oh, my bad. Naomi. I'm so sorry. Naomi. Yeah, I, well... That's my fault. Hasn't, Naomi. hasn't been as active lately, so that... I mean, Naomi. Good, but yeah, that's true. For two. Um, I'm sure there's other ones we're forgetting, too, because yeah, sure they, they, they but... just have a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't say Tony Storm, but she's gone now. 
Um, yeah. Oh, man. But I don't know. Though. Jade Cargill could beat them all. Um, <laughs> don't get me on my Jade Cargill thirst moment of the yeah, week. Yeah, me neither. I'm, mm. By the way, congratulations, Jade Cargill, TBS champion. We didn't get to cover that because uh, we were off last week. Um, so, yeah, yeah. awesome. You know, we predicted that a month ago, we, but we, hey. We can, we can go over that right now because that's next on the list. AEW Battle of the Belts, obviously. Jade Cargill, congratulations. First ever Jade TBS Cargill. champ. That's very cool. That bit show is official. Um, now you got next week is going to be the mixed tag match with Adam Cole and uh, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy. So that should be interesting to watch to see how where that goes. Because if Statlander gets the pin on Baker, Britt, then they're going to have, gonna have a title, title match. match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we already know Cole and Orange Cassidy are having a singles match. So that's, Where is it? Where is the show? That's a great question. I do not know. Is it Cleveland? Washington, D.C., I think, actually. I thought it was Cleveland because Wardlow was supposed to be... Let me check. Let I thought me next check. week was in Cleveland because that's... Because um, they're talking about Wardlow might do his turn there. AEW Dynamite... And it'll be January 15th. It is in... Wait, is that... No, that's not... That's the dark tapings, my bad. Yes, yes. Um, 19th? Does that sound right? Yeah, Washington, D.C. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was okay. right. Ha-ha! <laughs> Look at that, baby! Let's go! When the fuck are they in Cleveland? Because Jim Ross was talking about it. Cleveland is January 26th. The next following Wednesday. Okay, so yeah, they were, they're were they saying that that might be where Wardlow does his turn since it's his hometown. It's interesting because uh, I haven't heard anything about Nyla Rose having a match yet, and she's from Washington, D.C., so it'll be interesting to see if they put her in anything. Um, Brody King debuted as the House yeah. of Black member. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah, anyway. I don't know who that is. <laughs> fucking idiots, dude. The dude's literally been on fucking like five different promotions <laughs> in the last year, but who is right. he? Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I love I love Aleister Black. Who, who's Brody King? <laughs> Come on, man. Fuck out of here. <laughs> The Brody King has literally been in PWG, Ring of Honor, and um, New Japan Strong in the last year, multiple times. And you asked you, I don't know who he is. Wrestling <laughs> journalism at its best, bro. And he got some tattoos. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, anyway, so, yeah, I'm glad he's in. That's cool. Um, Do you, do we think that's where Pac's yeah. character is going? See, okay, so the iPad is shit. Pac, is, is Pac going to the House of Black and turning on... Uh, Pinta think, and Phoenix? Would, I don't think he would turn since Phoenix is injured now. Yeah, but, he might just, but they're clearly yeah. in a thing with Pinta. He beat up they uh, Brody King beat up Pinta in the ring too. Yeah, so but why was still okay. that got that feud loosely connected? Yeah, they they would have to have a real good reason for it. Just him randomly turning doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, they can't ever fucking be together for one. You might as well not even have them together. <laughs> yes, but I mean storyline. I don't mean like logistically. Do we think um, Julia Hart turns? Yes. Do you really? Yes, they've already been so fucking Pillman Jr.'s already been teasing on Twitter. It's like, hey Julia, you've been acting real weird lately. What's up? Like, dude, you're little little too little too fucking unsubtle. Here, I like buddy. that he called her called her out in public. Do you know back in the day when we used <laughs> back in the day when we used to watch Raw and SmackDown and we're like and I used to sit there and be like, Wait a minute, you waited a whole week to finally get back at this yeah. motherfucker for hitting you with a car? <laughs> like for real? Like sometimes yeah. I would, that would go through my mind. Our retribution like, comes on like, Mondays only, okay? Yeah, exactly. That shit was so funny. Like, I'd be like, wait a minute. Austin Austin got hit by a car. <laughs> He's clearly here this week. 
He, reco- you he needed fuck the him six up days to recover. He just started walking again, okay? Leave him alone. You couldn't fuck Rakishi up on a Wednesday. We had to wait all the way back to Rakishi, Rock. okay? He didn't know. <laughs> like, Rakishi was racing to the hotel to get away from Austin. <laughs> oh, don't tell him what hotel I'm at. He'll find me on Monday at Raw if he wants some more of this. Like, like yeah. uh, thinking in the whole concept of the 24-7 rule with the hardcore title type shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck, well, you dude? think... You, I mean, that's kind of, it kind of makes sense. You know they have to be there. That's their job. So you just show up there because oh, shit. you can't find them through the whole weekend. Rakishi. Who's hiding Rakishi all night before the show and shit? Like, David Copperfield. Like, Austin's not about to find your ass, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, well, my, favorite, no. my favorite part was um, when you had to believe, like, Austin just arrived to the arena with five minutes left in the show. I can believe Motherfucker, that. you were supposed to be here in the goddamn pre-meetings going over what's going on in the show tonight. And you just get, showed get up. His, you should be fired. You should be get him fired. the sheet. He needs another schedule. You should be goddamn fired, Austin. Always showing up late to work, motherfucker. People have been having heat on them for showing up fucking an hour late at 5 o'clock p.m. And you're showing up at goddamn 9.55. We definitely needed more, needed more segments where producers would run up to him with the script and let him know, hey, you're late, but... Read this through, bro. You're on it. Nine fifty-seven. The hell are you doing, Austin? <laughs> I guess when you, I guess when you're making that much T-shirt money, you could show up it whenever the fuck you wanted. I guess I don't know. Um, <coughs> but yeah. Well, his whole thing was that whole like, fuck my boss. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. All right, so uh, so you do think Julia's turning? That's cool. Yes, I mean she came out in the black top with the fucking eye patch on. It's amazing to me that. Her and uh, Cody both got sprayed in the eye with the same shit. She's had an eye patch on for like three weeks. Cody's fine. Cody's just he's like, all right. Well, he must have really, he must have really fucked up. He must have really hit his target with Pack, bro. I'm just saying, both times. Okay, well, yeah. Because <laughs> Pack is still blind, like goddamn Daredevil, still in his gear, by the way. And I don't understand why Pack. <laughs> Peck is always showing up to fucking places in his gear, dude. Oh, uh, like the press conference. It's I would too so if funny. I fucking look like that. Yeah, that's true, but goddamn, yeah. dude. Like, I go to fucking Walmart in my fucking trunks, son. Oh, shit. Like, who who's sitting there blind and be like, hey, man, hand me my trunks? <laughs> 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 hand me my trunks, bro. I need to get ready in case somebody comes out and tries to fight yeah, me, bro. How weird would he look in sweatpants? Who cares? You barely yeah. saw anything in the fucking video package anyway. Yeah. It was okay. so funny. Like you could you could have worn like regular shorts. Nobody would have fucking. The only reason <laughs> that people were able to tell is because you were wearing the trunks. Yeah. Don't wear the trunks. That's just. I mean, it's funny, but it's still hilarious. Like it's just. There's wrestling is so goofy sometimes. It's fucking so funny though. Like don't think about it too much, okay? Oh, I. <laughs> It's funny it's when not, you think not, about it too much. It's, not, it's, it's like not a horror movie. It's like okay. every anime ever ever made. If you really break it down, every anime is fucking <laughs> stupid as shit. It is so dumb. My I okay. So, uh, my girlfriend and I watched Demon Slayer a while back, mm-hmm. and one of the things in Demon Slayer is that they like have all these names for moves, and they like do shit with their hands, and all of a sudden it's like water and wind and whatever the fuck. They never explain in any fucking way. Line of tears. Like, how this works on, like, what they're doing, like, what the manipulation of the environment is, where this shit's coming from, why it works. They just fucking do it. And everybody, this guy just knows it, even though he was completely normal until some demons fucking killed his parents or whatever. (laughs) Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, First episode, though. Shut up. Um, And then all of a sudden, like, he Michael watches this on a consistent basis, It doesn't make any fucking sense. Michael, you might want to fast forward this part. But yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, I, we were having this conversation at work, actually. I was like, dude, anime is just as ridiculous as wrestling. It's, I mean, if you literally break it down, it's kind of like when you think about The Undertaker. You said The Undertaker so many times that you don't think it's a stupid name. But if you actually sat back and thought about this dude's <laughs> name is The Undertaker and he's a wrestler, yeah. it is fucking dumb. He's just coming in from his <laughs> Sunday work to go beat up some people and then he just goes back to the fucking funeral yeah. home. And it's, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of wrestling, I guess. That's fucking so good. This <sighs> man, Pack is literally sitting there with a fucking wrap around his head. Looks like he's never changed it. Uh, looks like Yeah, why was it so dirty look, in a week? Looks like Daniel Bryan after he got done with his match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Bryan Daniels, my bad. Bryan Daniels, yeah, exactly. Goddamn gory matches, how come they didn't mention uh, that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, don't yeah. know. They, I guess they don't want to piss off uh, Daniel Bryan in case he ever comes back. In uh, case he wants to come back, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Here, so speaking good. of people coming back, have you heard these people talking about fucking John Moxley showing up at the Rumble? What the fuck? Yeah, because because they showed uh, so they're doing the uh, the Shield thing, the Rollins yeah Rollins Reigns match, Reigns, yeah, yeah. right? And they're doing the build for that, so they showed a bunch of Shield clips, and they did not edit out Dean Ambrose. So now they're they're like, oh well, you know, now that they're working with Impact, maybe they'll work a little bit with AEW, and uh, they'll have John Moxley come into the Rumble and ruin it for somebody, and they'll set up a match for it. Like, dude. I really fucking doubt John Moxley would want to go do anything for that fucking company. There's no way he's going there. Not unless they let him win. Also, <laughs> also it would make no sense because there's no way he would agree to do it as Dean Ambrose. Well, and yeah, then WWE but, would okay. be like, "Well, we can't bring you in as somebody completely different because that'll just fuck up everything in our history." Okay. I don't, I don't think people at this point would. If they called him John Moxley, I don't think that people would be like. No, I, I don't think people would be, but I think. Uh, people backstage will never will never do that. Sorry, I just don't. There, there's no way Vince and Nick Khan are gonna be like, yeah, we'll call you Moxley. Do you think if Mickey James had changed her name, that they would have made her be Mickey James yes. when she came back? Yes. You think? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yes. I was literally asking. I have no yes, idea. Yes, I think so. In, in my personal opinion, yes, yes. Mm. Well, they didn't for EC3. That's true, but he wasn't shit as Derek Bateman. Yeah, I guess. Literally nothing. <laughs> Sorry, he was on the NXT talent reality bullshit show forever, mm -hmm. not doing anything. It was not ever on TV of any kind. It was, no, no, it's not the same. Not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's not one-to-one -one for sure, but that's the closest thing I can think of. <clears throat> when you made your name way bigger, like, like even McIntyre, like, they did give him his name when he came back. They didn't call him Drew Galloway. Yeah. I mean, they, but they let him go again as when they call him Drew McIntyre, so I don't fucking know. Who knows? Who knows what they did with that? Because, I mean, he was uh, he was Drew Galloway at first when he was the chosen one, right? He wasn't Drew McIntyre, right? Or was he just Drew Galloway overall it was, Impact? It was, I think it was Galloway. That's what I thought, too. And they changed his name, then he went, and I think when he went to other places, he was Drew Galloway. And then when he came back, they changed him back to Drew McIntyre again. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. He, was, he went back and forth. It was, it was weird. There, there's are some. There's always going to be exceptions to the rules, but it's not with fucking Dean Ambrose or Mickey James. I not think people that, that are already. See, that's in the the thing. I think it would. If anything, that would be the one because he's such a fucking high up guy. I think the higher. Or, I think the higher up you were in WWE, the less likely they're going to let you have your old name somewhere else. And Dean Ambrose was pretty so, high, multiple time world champ. Well, they wouldn't let the him be Dean Ambrose somewhere else, faction. but he didn't want to be either. And then. I don't know. I, I feel like if if okay, I, obviously not gonna happen. Yeah, if they did hypothetically happen. fucking have him come back for a Royal Rumble, I think they'd be fine calling him John Moxley. I don't think, and so. I don't think he would do it unless they did. Yeah, I I agree with that part. He will not fucking come back as Dean Ambrose. I 100% agree with that, unless 
his contract completely runs out with AEW, and he's re-signing with WWE. And he had a change of heart. Yeah, prob- I've no read way. his book. He ain't doing that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that man I, fucking hated. I completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. I'm just saying that's the only way he would do that. And, Great book, by the way, everybody. If y'all haven't read it, you should pick and, it up. And uh, but yeah, no, I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think they would ever allow him to do that. I don't think they would ever agree to do that, unless they were really hurting for some fucking talent, and that was the only way that you could bring him back in, and it was a mm-hmm. deal breaker. Yeah, maybe, but. Not, not just to bring him in. For what the fuck is he coming in the Royal Rumble for anyway? When Roman Reigns is fighting fucking Seth Rollins in a regular match. Yeah. Um, what does that have to do with the Shield? To get a title He's gonna shot win. Whoever wins that <laughs> Whatever, match. Yeah. Whatever, dude. That's so dumb. Yeah, they're gonna let fucking John Moxley come in the Royal Rumble and win the whole fucking thing so that he can have some shit with the Shield teammates at WrestleMania. No, I promise tell you, that's me, not happening. Tell me it wouldn't sell tickets though. It would sell my ticket. I'd watch it. Would it would sell my fucking ticket too. I'd watch it, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know yeah, where I don't the know fuck that shit came up. Oh, by the I, way, you, you've released so many people, say to WWE, you've released so many goddamn people that uh, now you have to bring in fucking Mickey James and Lita yeah. and fucking Kelly Kelly and, uh, and Summer Ray. spoiling their entries. Oh, I don't like that either. I, and a lot of people didn't like that, actually. Um, you get yeah. – I mean, I get why they're, they're like, okay, well, we got to sell it. Watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, honestly, the women's drum is not normally like a big thing. But... As CM Punk said. <laughs> so night two. Yeah. Night two you're, of your night four of your or your night two of your four night buy one get one extravaganza. <laughs> so good. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I didn't like them spoiling the entrance. I didn't like. Uh, I mean, I get why they do it because they think like you know they'll somebody will hear some name that they want to see and go watch I, it. Honestly, because of the they did have Lita on SmackDown or whatever it was when she did the twist of fate to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with ruining hers, right? She's come back a couple times already. We haven't seen her since I think 2018. That's... I mentioned Bella was cleared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's eh. fine. Like if you want to, if you want to announce the Bellas, because you know there is a Bella army out there. We can't, we can't refute that. Even though they're fucking stands, they are out there. And if you want these people to tune in, that's fine. The one I don't agree with <sighs> is the Mickey James one. The Mickey James one would have broke the fucking internet that night. If she would have came yeah. out there. Like, no joke, would have broke the fucking internet. With the way that she went out, with how she's the fucking champ right now, them mentioning that she's the champ as she at, when she comes out, if she has the title when she comes out, all that kind of shit, if she comes out with Hardcore Country as her fucking song, who knows? Like, the internet would have fucking broke during that moment. I promise you. Like, that was the one I really didn't agree with. I don't care about the Summer Rays and the Kelly Kellys and all that. If you want to announce them, that's fine. If you were going to have the Lita segment the entire time and you didn't want to... and you uh, spoiled it because of that. That's cool if you were doing it for ratings. Make it look like she actually had a chance to go against Charlotte at fucking WrestleMania. Okay, that's that's fine. But the Mickey James one, I really didn't agree with. And I love Summer Rae, by the way. I think she's very underrated. I think she was doing really fucking good in NXT before they brought her up as Fandango's dance partner. I think she could have been definitely something on the main roster, but they just pretty much cut ties with her as a wrestler altogether, and then she was in dumbass matches all the time. Um, so I'm happy that she's back. It's just I didn't really care if they spoiled her comeback, basically, for a Royal Rumble match. But Mickey James you... is the one I'm the most upset about it for. That would have been so awesome to watch that live and see her come out. I don't know if this is a fucking fever dream or what, man, but I, I distinctly remember we had a we had a show a while ago, probably like a year or two ago, and there was some quote. I think you were arguing with somebody on Twitter, maybe, or somebody had said something, and then it became a Twitter. But somebody said... That the Bellas were like more influential. The or... Young Bucks, yeah. Yeah, that yep. was the Young Bucks. Yep. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. The stands, man. Yeah. The stands. 
I, I, I kept thinking it was Kenny Omega for some reason. That doesn't make <laughs> no, sense. it was the Young Bucks. Okay. Yeah, it Jesus was, a, it was a big deal between the stands and literally everyone else, yeah. As soon as you said the Bella Army, I was trying to remember. Because I was like, oh yeah, those fucking nut jobs. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. More influential than the fucking Young Bucks. Get out of here. All right, so I'm going to pull up all of our uh, awards because I posted them in order on a Twitter uh, on our Twitter account. Uh, which you can follow at Real Monstercast if you are interested. Um, Did we do this last week? Or we week before? Yes. I want you to pull up though the PWI. Oh. Okay, so gotcha. we're gonna go through and see which ones they had <sighs> against what we had. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't think they had. Let me go all the way down to the first one here. They had some different ones, and I actually going to steal one for this year for sure. Um. We kind of we kind of put two of ours together. Like we don't have a rookie of the year. We have mm. the breakout male wrestler of the year and the breakout female wrestler of the year type deal. Right. That's kind of our rookie of the year, but not really. Um, but it, I mean, it's closer than anything else that they have. Um, so who did they have as their rookie of the year? Jade Cargill, right? I'm looking. I'm pretty sure it was Jade. And I don't know if this is the same time. I mean, they came out like just just not that long ago. So I'm thinking it's the PWI year thing is literally January to December 31st. Rookie of the year was Jade Cargill. Okay, so Jade Cargill. But they also do have a most improved. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we have a most improved as well. We gave that to Matt Cardona, independent wrestler, um, who's been fucking everywhere. Um, but yeah, so we had. He just won the ECW title. Yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. The How the hell did they even get permission to have that title? I, I have no idea who, yeah. where the fuck they got that title from. Um, <sighs> but the Monster Awards, Monster Awards 2021 Breakout Female Wrestler of the Year was Jade Cargill from us as well. So if we wanted to break, if we wanted to like basically call that our rookie, that we would. I'm still going to call it the Breakout Female though. And our Breakout Male Wrestler was Dante Martin. Did they have a runner-up or anything? Did they have a thing behind Jade Cargill? Do you have runner-ups up there too? I think I'd have to go buy the fucking issue. Okay. I don't... All right. All right. But yeah, so we had uh, Dante Martin for the male and Jade Cargill for the female. So we were the same with that, if you want to do the Jade Cargill thing. Uh, our most improved male wrestler was uh, Matt Cardona. Who was theirs? Their most improved was Britt Baker. And our most improved female wrestler was Tay Conti. So when we look at... I feel like Britt Baker was already good. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and we had... Uh... Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like Because she ended up being our fucking female wrestler of the year, I believe. But mm -hmm. anyway, uh, did they have like a... See, we have a Show Stealer of the Year award and a Best Match of the Year award. They don't have a Show Stealer of the Year award, I don't believe. Um, our, we gave ours to um, Darby Allen versus MJF at Full Gear. Do they have a Best Tag Team, Best Male Tag Team? Tag Team of the Year was Young Bucks. See, you had Young Bucks, and I knew this for a fact because I did see the runner-up for that one. Guess who the runner-up was? The one you picked. Yep, the Usos. So we got that like right on. I gave it to the Usos, and Ryan gave it to the Young Bucks, and they were literally 1-2. Um, for the PWI Awards. Now, we also have the best female tag team of the year, which is the um, Inspiration. Um, I don't think they have that. We'll win that every year as long as they exist. Yeah, pretty much. Unless AEW comes out with tag team titles and Anna J. Even still. If Anna yeah. J and fucking Tay Conti keep having matches like they just did. I <clears throat> Inspiration. Um, best you know, debut, best debut slash comeback. I don't see how it could be anybody else but CM Punk. If they, they have comeback of the year, yeah. CM Punk. Yep. Okay, boom. We got that yep. one. Okay. Um, best men's match of the year or best match of the year? What did they have? 
they had feud of the year and then match of the year, but match of the year was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa at the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Okay. And feud of the year was Jericho and MJF. See, I don't agree with either one of those. Our best match yeah. of the year was, uh, or best men's match of the year, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so best ma- men's match of the year, sorry, was um, two different ones. Ryan picked uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page at full gear, and I picked Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan at Dynamite Grand Slam, the 30-minute draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our best female match was Sasha versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Now, I do love the um, Britt and Thunder Rosa match, and I believe we talked about that extensively um, on that show. Probably our number two. Um, but technically, it was a lights-out match. <laughs> so it didn't count. <laughs> um, best pay-per-view of the year. Did they have that as a category? Best pay-per-view? Yeah, or best show of the year, no. best pay-per-view of the year. Okay. Um, ours is full gear, obviously. I think that would everybody would agree with that. Our Monster Awards female MVP and male MVP, so best wrestlers of the year, we gave it to Britt and Kenny Omega, and I believe they did the same thing. They gave it to Kenny Omega for the wrestler of the year, and then Britt's holding three things, so I think they, had, they just gave her woman of the year. Yeah, I assume so. So we got those, we got those right. And then you, oh, we do have a rivalry of the year. We gave it to Paige versus Omega, so not MJF versus Darby. I mean, yeah, not so MJF versus Jericho, my bad. Baker got three this year. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why I don't see why she got most improved. Like, I don't, I don't, I agree. Like, most improved, she would have got that in 2020, if anything. I think, I think we said that. Um, one of the years. No, we gave it to, I looked at it because I have previous winners on some of these. Give me a second. Most improved. Um, Rio Ripley, 2019, and we gave it to two different people in 2020. We gave it to Rosa and Sheeta. Because mm. Sheeta came out okay. of nowhere and got the title. Thunder Rosa was when she was uh, fighting for everybody. Right. Um, but Britt, I'm sure Britt was in the fucking conversation. But you got to remember, Britt was hurt a lot of that year, too. Oh, yeah. I, I think we did talk about that, too. Um, um, and then oh, the only other no. award that we have, and they clearly do not have it, is the Oh Me My Goodness moment of the year. The uh, back-to-back debuts of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. So, like, pretty fucking spot on, though, right? For the most part, I would say about seventy-five percent of that is the same. It was, yeah, it was relatively close. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're. I don't know how they were judging the MJF Jericho thing, aside from maybe mainstream attention for the, the dinner debonair shit and all that. Like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it. No, I, I liked it as it was going on, but when by the time the year ended, I'm not thinking about MJF yeah. versus Jericho. No. Right. The like the five labors and of Jericho, that was cool and everything. Yeah. And singing the song when he said no one could play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they had cool stuff, but the matches in the rivalry in the in the rivalry, I don't believe, held up like the rivalry between Page and Omega. Just right. I just don't. Um. Okay, and we got to go over one more thing with AEW before we move on to our last couple topics here. What do you think about Lance Archer being the new number one contender? Kind of out of nowhere. Don't hate it, though, because I really wish... I I do like them doing more with Archer, but I hate that it's another feud where he's set up to lose. Yeah, he's probably definitely going to lose. I don't think it'll even be at the pay-per-view. I think he'll lose before the pay-per-view, and then Paige will have to fight somebody else at full... I mean, not full gear, but Revolution. We don't think this is going all the way to Revolution, right? Revolution's not until fucking, like, March this year or some shit. Yeah, I think what might happen is they do some more Dan Lambert shit. 
and have him fuck up Lance Archer somehow, and then have Archer do something with Men of the Year. I don't I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, um, it's it definitely seems like another one where they're they're just setting him up to lose and for. Uh, I, I think Archer has beat Hangman before too, right? So they got to give him his win back. Yeah, but I also love the fact that Archer is from Texas and crazy, and Paige is a cowboy. So we are we on the same page that this is probably going to end up in like a Texas death match or some shit. Uh, yeah, maybe. And if it's on regular TV, are we going to bitch about it if we're WWE stands? What was the? Because <laughs> there's going to be blood. Because Adam Page has been bleeding in almost every goddamn match recently. He does seem to cut real easy. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating. Um. In the oh, same like spot, too. Doing it on purpose. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, be looking like fucking Dusty Rhodes here in a couple years. <laughs> it's fine, won't be that bad. I think no, he goes higher. Bit... They yeah. go higher. He they does, on, right on, the he does on like his hairline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Moxley and see, Archer I think it's that... going to be Cole versus Page at Revolution. Yeah, could be. Because um, he's then, literally like, the number one. Come back and be yeah. like, hey, well, I think Cole wins it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because Page is going to be one of those faces like sting where his is all about the chase once he gets it it's good yeah. but it's not as it's not as good i think what happens is probably cole goes red dragon interferes to help cole win what if the young bucks try to help Bucks page, come out and they're though? like hey what the fuck yeah what if they what if they turn and help page out or try to help page and it doesn't work I think, out or something like that. i don't think they try to help him as much as as red dragon interferes cole wins then they end up siding with Page, yeah, like, hey, because man, you remember we didn't fucking agree with that. that we all hard. remember how they what happened when he was Page versus Omega, right? They right. had a chance to fuck with Page, and they said and they let him they, win. They, yeah. they nodded at him. He's like, "You got him. Do it. Finish it." And that's what happened. So yeah, yeah that oh that would be a sick story, bro. That would be especially I, if I mean, especially if Omega's gonna be out, going. if Omega's gonna be out longer than what we think, yeah. not in time enough to come back and do this feud. Page would be a fantastic replacement, and get the get the guys back together the the elite that was together for so long. That would be yeah. fucking great. Yeah, that would be I mean, good he's, shit. He's fucked up. I don't know if you watched his chiropractor video. I've watched I watched a few of them. I think he, I think the guy did it to. Uh, I've seen the Kevin Nash Omega. I think Jade Cargill got it done too. Like uh, the Kevin Nash one's pretty recent. Kevin Nash one's got like a crazy amount of views too. It's fucking eight hundred something k. Crazy. It's like one of his highest ones on that channel. Um, but yeah, even the Omega one only had like 700 something. But yeah, so he was talking about Jade all the Jade Cargill wants to get her back, Greg. Come on over. All right, enough. <laughs> not doing this. Sorry, man. She's hot, bro. She is hot. I, I'm not saying otherwise. Yeah! All right, anyway, all right. go ahead. Calm down. Um, like that dude, what was, it? Who was the fuck? What was the politician that did that? Yeah! <laughs> no longer. Uh, Howard, Howard Dean uh, in 2000. <laughs> Or not 2000, 2004, sorry. Yeah! All right, yeah, it's right. so funny what could get you disqualified from uh, public office back then versus now, eh? <laughs> um, anyway, fucking Christ. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, should have just screamed about grabbing pussies or something. Um, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, more relatable. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. So, yeah, so Archer, we think Archer's just a... We think, hey. Yeah, see, I fucked up your whole shit. All I had to do was mention your name, bro. I'm telling you. Anyway, so... Uh, um, championship material. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anger management, but it... management material. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking, um, so we think Lance Archer is just a, 
a stepping stone to have uh, Adam Page have another defense under his belt moving on to Revolution. Unfortunately yeah, for Archer. And also, I feel like I think, Archer uh, knows that too because he didn't get a fresh cut or nothing. He didn't give a fuck what he looked his like. His hair was, he, hair was fucked. he did not give a fuck what he looked like when he came. I mean, out. Like he just woke up. They looked like they had just called him, like, "Hey, man, can you make the show right quick?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. Nah, uh, he's. I think that they should have had him do the interim title with Sammy and not, or had him beat Sammy for it and then do the interim shit. Like, I don't know why Cody has to be. Mm. It wasn't even that, dude. The inter- why, I don't understand why they couldn't just postpone the match. Yeah, instead of having an interim title for a, a title he just lost the week before. Yeah. Well, it's so weird. if you are going to have the interim title, why not have it Sammy versus Miro, the last two champs? Why is Dustin right. Rhodes why in it? Why is Dustin there? That makes no uh, sense. Still, though, that Canadian Destroyer spot was pretty cool, so I'll let it but go. Here's the thing. But, here's um... the thing. <clears throat> what I would have done if I was Tony Khan, right? Mm-hmm. I would have had, like I just said, Sammy Guevara versus Miro, and just have it mm-hmm. end in a double DQ or a double countout or a time limit draw or some shit. And then you can buy yourself a couple more weeks, and then you don't need the interim champion because Cody's back from his COVID shit. So yeah. what the fuck? You like you really did not need a. Yeah, they just didn't need to have a match at yeah, all. Well, I mean, if they would have had, what I'm saying is, if they had the match, there was better ways to go about it than actually crowning a fucking interim champion. You didn't need to. You didn't yeah. even need to go that route. You could have literally had. I mean, people would have been upset, I guess, but it wouldn't have been that big of a fucking deal. Like, really, do you really want Sammy to fucking win this title so he can lose it again to Cody? Yeah, I mean, uh, you would think that that can't be the plan, though, because why would they? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know, man. What I would have done is, and then if that was the case, right? Then Miro comes back and he has a claim to be in the number one contender because he didn't lose to Sammy in the interim match, and then you could have like your first three-way match for the TNT title on TV ever, and Cody can get his rub that way because oh, I was in the first ever three-way match for the TNT title for AEW history sakes, and you can have literally the top, the last three champions fighting for it, which I think would be badass. And then you would never had to have the interim title, which is the key component here is what I'm getting at. Like you didn't need to have that. Yeah. I. So I didn't agree with that. I don't agree. Yeah. I don't. I don't... So there are stuff that we don't agree with, with AEW guys. We're not. Oh we're not yeah. Fans. I know. I promise. No, you. everything they do is great. <laughs> End up for Adam. No, I'm typing on weird... my keyboard right now. <laughs> they do some weird shit sometimes. It doesn't make sense to us either, and we'll call it out. Um, the thing is, though, they've they've earned themselves a lot more fucking benefit of the doubt in two years. Which is, yeah, which is <laughs> so, crazy, yeah. Uh, so with them, it's a little easier to say, okay, let's like kind of trust it and see how it plays out. There's some stuff that when it plays out, you're still just going, yeah, there was other ways to do that. But generally speaking, Tony Khan's not fucking dumb and actually likes wrestling. So when he puts shit together, it usually will make sense. It's okay. Um, but yeah, this, I, I don't see where it's going. It I love the fact that ways. when he does something, that's something that like WCW would have done. Cause clearly he was a WCW fan back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he sticks with it, whereas WCW was dropping it all the time. Yeah, that's the main Like the yeah. Diamond Ring Battle Royal thing that's gone on for three years straight. In WCW, that would have been a one-year thing. You would never heard about it again. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's cool as shit. building it into MJF's character. Exactly. The, like, whenever yeah. he loses that ring, it's going to be a big deal to whoever he loses it to. Yep. Like, that's going to be awesome. So I lo- And I love the fact that he uses the ring on a consistent basis. And he's not just having it at the fucking house. He actually well, comes out there like fucking the... Owen Hart with his two slammies. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that this a fucking or... big deal. 
That or when Kings of the Ring would come out and beat up people with their scepters for a year or whatever. By the way, fuck the Owen Cup, bro. Why didn't they do like a replica uh, Slammy Award? (laughs) For the winner so he could keep coming out with, oh, I think that would be copyrighted or something. I didn't say they had to call it the Slammy. But I no, thought it would be fucking hilarious, though, right? Yeah, that would have been good. I, I think it would have been good. And, and then you get a bunch more well, fucking doors. Why are they going to come? Oh, come on, dude. That would have been... I think... <laughs> I don't think anybody would have... I mean, there are people who would have a problem with it. But there, there are would, people. The overwhelming majority, I think, would have been great. And he had two of them all the time. And you're giving one to a women's tournament and one to a men's. I think it would have been fucking great. I think it would have been yeah. fucking great. And it's small enough to carry <laughs> to the ring and use it in a match if you needed to. I, yeah, but the I think they just... The is fucking okay. huge. Uh, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like a hockey thing. Yeah, because he's Canadian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But still, I think my idea is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whoever wins it can make their own little trophy and bring it out. I guess. Um, it depends on who, who. Ricky Starks could pull that off, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd have to be like a smarmy little fucking dickhead yeah. heel to do it. Well, I don't even know who's in the tournament. So I don't either. I don't think they've announced it because it's not till way later this year. But, um,. It'd be funny because, like, what what if, um, oh my god, I forgot her name. What's her, uh... Takes place in May. What's so. her, uh, what's his, what's his wife's name again? Martha. Martha. The, um, what if, uh, what if she still has him? She could just hand him, <laughs> hand him over, bro. What are they gonna do about I it? Don't, okay, but again, you're talking about using WWE. I don't care. I think that's so good. I, I don't care. I think it's good. I think it's good enough to pay the fine or whatever the fuck you're I think do. it's funny, but you would, there's the upside is it's funny to people that get it, and then to everybody else, they're just going to be like... Dude, for if you... Dude, okay. It's called the Owen Hart Memorial... I understand. Okay, if they didn't... They don't understand what the fuck that is, then, if they don't understand the Slammy thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just, To me, it's just another avenue for people to be like, oh, are you always referencing WWE? Yeah, okay, well, we're not going out of our way to talk about WWE products and how bad it is on our fucking... Uh, conference calls or articles or whatever the fuck we're doing our um, interviews like WWE. Speaking of not talking about how bad about them though, right? Nobody's saying. Did we watch? Did Did you watch Raw? I didn't watch Raw. Uh, Raw, Raw, Raw. No, this week no. I did oh, end up watching the. I have it on Sling, but I didn't end up watching this week's no. Yep, I've been uh, busy with overtime the last couple of weeks actually, but I do have them I mean, on Sling if you want to go back and watch it. Uh, I'll just read the recap. Um. <laughs> No, I the only thing I really keep up with WWE side now is I'll occasionally glance at what's going I on in NXT see, and watch something if it's up. And then, I did see Viking Raiders I, are the new number one contenders to the Usos, I believe. That's I think that's SmackDown. Uh, okay. But yeah, so no, no on Raw then. Sorry. Yeah. Besides, besides um, the Lita giving the twist of fate to Charlotte on SmackDown and the Viking Raiders being the new champs, I mean the new champs, the new number one contenders to the Usos for the champs, and mm-hmm. then the Roman Seth Rollins thing when they were in the ring together. I really don't have any idea. I mean, SmackDown is by far better than Raw right now, but it's been like that for a while. We all know that. Um, I watched the actually no, I did watch the Lesnar Lashley segment. Oh, the acknowledge me. Was that this week? The knock knock joke. No, I did see the I did see the thing where <laughs> where Lesnar got on the fucking in the middle of the ring or whatever, and held up the title after he won it and said acknowledge me, and I thought that was fucking great. Face Lesnar is the best, bro. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, no, he gets into the ring. That was, I think that was... It had to be the week before, the one I watched. That was two weeks sure. ago. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. So, uh, last week, or, yeah, okay, today's Sunday. So, last week, um, obviously, they're pushing the Lashley-Lesnar thing. Mm-hmm. So, 
Lesnar's out in the ring with Paul Heyman and Bobby Lesnar standing in front of him. And he's like, hey, Paul, I'm going to tell a joke. And Paul was like, Brock Lesnar's going to tell a joke. He's like, okay, I got to hear this. He's like, um, knock, knock. And Heyman's like, who's there? He's like, Bobby. <laughs> Heyman's like, Bobby, who? And Lesnar goes, exactly. And starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn. Murder that man. All right, so there's our state of WWE, some <laughs> AEW stuff. Now let's go into Ring of Honor invading Impact. Do you think this is a good thing for Ring of Honor retooling their whole brand? Is this just a way I to keep their people uh, that they're going to keep or bring back in the spotlight? I feel like, like are they still going to be even called? Like when, when this all went down, we didn't even think they were going to even be called Ring of Honor anymore, right? I yeah, I didn't know if they were still going to exist. It's weird that they're still things. defending the title everywhere, and there's actually been title changes. <sighs> It's weird that they're insist. I mean, aside from the titles, though. How can you invade somebody else if you don't exist still anymore? Under- <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. What are you invading? Yeah, because you got Vincent, PCO, and uh, Matt Taven invading Impact. Even in, like, Civ Four, when you lose your last town, you don't just get to run around and try to take other towns, bro. You're done. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird to me. Like, it would have been cool if Ring of Honor was still going on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, maybe y'all should have done this when you were still in business. Perhaps. Well, they probably didn't. Okay, so whoever wants to do that with them probably didn't have the same leverage when they were still in business. Is the thing too, because right now, when they do send Ring of Honor guys over, the people that are letting them do that can use them as enhancement for the people that they have. Whereas if Ring of Honor was still up functioning, like turning a profit, whatever, then there's a lot less leverage for their guys to lose. You know what yeah. I mean? So that might be why too. Quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and but I feel like if I'm one of those guys, I'm like, why am I tethering myself to a company that technically doesn't exist? Yeah. Like, like it's weird. And it's so weird. Even though they do have the inspiration, they don't have a lot of tag teams at all because, like I said, the Impact Women's roster is not as deep as everybody thinks it is, or because they're thinking of the Impact Women's roster for um, a year, a year and a half ago. And a lot of these Deanna Prize is carrying that shit on her back. A lot, of these, a lot of those girls are not there anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got um, Sue Young is now out because she's pregnant. You've got mm-hmm. um, uh, Brandy Lauren, Brandy Lauren, and Kimberly contracts. They ended, even though I think Kimberly said that's not true for her. Um, then you've got um, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking though, uh, the chick that was with Havoc um, when they were a tag team is no longer there. Kira Hogan is now with AW. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on that a lot of movement and they're not really retooling. Like you replaced all those women with the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as tag teams go, I mean, so there's not a lot of going on there. And I think it would be cool if, if you're going to bring in some Ring of Honor people, why not bring in Angelina Love and Mandy Leon, an actual tag team from Ring of Honor? Mm-hmm. Like that'd be cool to see. I just don't understand the the need for the Matt Taven, Vincent, and PCO. Yes, we've always said on the show that their singles uh, depth chart is not very deep, so I get that. But did you really need to do a Ring of Honor invades with three people? Like, it's not the yeah. NWO, bro. So you could have just brought them in as a stable, and you could have mentioned that they were from Ring of Honor, but I don't think we needed to do an invasion angle. And we've already seen that invasion angles don't really work ever. So I don't really understand why they went that route, but it's whatever. And finally, we're going to go into uh, one of Ryan's favorite things here. Oh, New yeah. Japan Pro Wrestling. 
Wrestle mm. Kingdom, Okada is back on top, baby. What do you think? Yeah, um, it's a great call. Uh, he's by far their best wrestler, and he's... Um, oh, also, I no, go ahead, finish, 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 finish. No, 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 no go you're ahead. good, no, because it's about somebody else. I, I won't forget it, I'm going to write it down right now. You're good. A lot of people don't don't remember, Okada's only 34. Like, he's my age. Um, he's got a lot of time left. So, people that think, like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the big Wrestle Kingdom stuff with Kenny Omega, blah, 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 like, that was his peak. Not necessarily, man, he's got... Tons of time to be on top, okay. and so does Osprey. Osprey's a lot younger. People don't rem- people don't realize this because he looks so fucking young. Yeah. But Kota Ibushi is like almost forty. He's forty in a few months. Holy shit! I did not know that. Yeah, he looks not. Yeah, I thought he was younger like, than Okada. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But no, he's almost forty, and with the stuff that he's been dealing with lately, and he just fucking did all that shit to his arm and shoulder and all that. Like, you don't really know how much time he's got left. So yeah, it makes sense to put. Okada back on top, have him build stuff up, and then bring Osprey back into the main title picture later. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense of why he decided to stay with New Japan, because if he thought he was going to be able to get the championship, he might as well go ahead and do it because he was getting up there in age anyway. Right. Okay, that that makes a lot more sense, though, because, I mean, if he was a lot younger, he would have been like, oh, I got plenty of time to come back here and do something if it doesn't work out with AEW. Right. But he didn't have that much time. I did not know he was that old. That's crazy. Yep, he looks nothing that fucking old at all. I mean, Omega's thirty-eight too. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, you you think about what Adam Cole says in his promos. He said, "He, I haven't even reached my peak yet," and Adam Cole is not the youngest guy. Yeah, no. And he's talking about I haven't even reached my fucking prime yet. And like in wrestling, especially. And technically, Okada hasn't either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly, they're gonna be on top for the foreseeable future for sure. Speaking of uh, older guys, Tanahashi re-signed with New Japan, multi-year deal. Um, where else was he going to go? You know, he doesn't want to move somewhere outside of Japan. Yeah, I, um, mean, I mean, I get it, but still. Look, Suzuki's, what, 50 fucking 5, 53, 52, something like that? So Tanahashi can wrestle there for the rest of the fucking time if he wants to. Yeah, no, I agree with I that. Mean, but I think it would have been. I mean, he did show up on uh, AWTV a couple times as far as yeah. the uh, thing, so that would have been cool. Like, that's why I'm hoping. Well, I don't think it'll ever happen, but hopefully. Oh, not anytime soon. Hopefully some shit goes down where New Japan and fucking AEW guys can actually fucking take uh, action on this fucking forbidden door thing. Because yeah. clearly they want to. It's there. They have everything lined oh. up. It's just COVID keeps getting in the way. COVID shit. Yeah. yeah. But it would be fucking yeah. awesome. Hopefully it's all cleared up in like a year or so and we can start seeing like all the, you know, crazy, crazy shit. Um, because Tanahashi and AEW with some some of these guys would be great. Um, if he can, I really, that. I wish they weren't. And you know, Jay Lethal is Jay Lethal, but I I really wish they weren't wasting the Jay White stuff on Jay Lethal. Yeah, because if he comes over to AEW, Jay Lethal is not the first guy in my brain that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to see fucking Jay White wrestle him. I, there's so many other matches, dude. Yeah, I want to see Jay White versus fucking Adam Cole. Yeah, exactly. No, same. Or Jay White versus fucking Brian Danielson or something. Like, that's, you know, that's the shit I want to see. Yeah, or Jay White versus Omega again. I would rather see that. Uh, I yeah, understand still. that, but I'm saying. But if we're talking about a year down the line. Do you know who has the most five-star matches last year? The most five-star matches last year, Ishii? No. No, it wasn't Ishii, really? Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson? Oh, because he had the singles match with Phoenix? Because he had a couple of singles matches, yeah. And then second place was Matt Jackson, and then third was Kenny Omega. Holy like, shit. 
<laughs> Nick Jackson confirmed for greatest wrestler of all time, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Boy, how the hell is that not in their bio yet? Yeah, oh right? my god, if they figured if they if somebody tells them that, it's over. Um But yeah, so but I know Ishii, like we went over his stats last or last show, I believe. Ishii's got really great like uh, matches all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If only he wrestled more often, he'd probably be up, he would probably be up there. If New Japan, you know, held shows more often, obviously too. Yeah. But yeah, so Jay White clearly in America. Um, so I just I don't I don't care about a Jay Lethal match. So what do you think about um, the rest of New Japan right now? It was um, Shingo obviously losing night one. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the Noah stuff? Did it, did it go the way you thought? Apparently it was? the Noah stuff was apparently the Noah stuff was a really good show. I haven't watched okay. it. Okay. Um, but apparently it was a really good show. I think Brian Alvarez had gone there in person to watch it, um, and was saying a bunch of shit and a bunch. Of, I saw him interacting with a bunch of people on Twitter who had also gone or whatever. Apparently it was a really good show. I'll end up watching it probably, if not tonight, then tomorrow. But um, yeah, uh, State of New Japan right now is it's. It's in an interesting spot because it seems like a lot of the guys that just a year ago were, up, you know, at the very top of their card, they've kind of pushed back, brought Okada back up. Naito. Um, Naito's down. Nai- yeah, Naito's down. Fucking uh, Takagi's down. I mean, Naito's got, uh, down, but he is about to be the first challenger to Okada, but we all know Okada's not losing his first fucking defense to Naito. Right. Yeah, exactly. And Naito is Naito's never, you know, down, down. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. just, yeah, Naito's always it's Naito. It's like when Okada's down. Yeah. Right, exactly. You let him do his little fucking weird crackhead gimmick for a little bit, and then he eventually comes back and wins everything. Um, then you've got uh, fucking uh, Sonata, who they're not really putting any attention on that much anymore. Right, do you think they gave up on Sonata being a big star? Because clearly, clearly they were going that way, or they thought he was going to be one of the next in line for sure, the way they were booking him well, at first. You can say the same thing about Evil and well, stuff, Evil too, actually won the title, though. Yeah, that's true. But Evil... Um, but same thing too. There's another one. Evil is they kind of push him back down the card. Um, it seems like they're they're trying to shake stuff out right now and figure out where they want to go. It doesn't seem like the Gator's really got like a um, a roadmap yeah, right yeah. now. Just everything's been so fucking hectic with the multiple different champions and then the new belt and like. I think he's scared to get too attached to one idea because of how fast shit changes now. Yeah, that could be it too. Or it's like trying to make contingency plans for contingency plans, and it's just it comes off real fucking janky. Yeah. Whereas I'd rather him do what Tony does, have a straight line plan, and then adapt to shit as it comes up, rather than try to preemptively guess, like, oh, well, if this guy gets sick or this guy gets injured or whatever, then we at least have this in the back line, whatever. You've got enough talent to where you can throw a lot of people in randomly, and people will still be excited about it, so don't worry about it. All right, so there's the New Japan talk for this week, and we're going to end it with what are you most looking forward to in the week Coming up right now, this week. I, I'm, uh, lo- I'm loving the the mixed tag match. I do, I do know that because we know how much of a uh, planner Tony Khan is, it is quite weird that WWE is having a mixed tag match with Edge and Beth Phoenix against Miz and Maurice, and then this match came up. But we all know Tony Khan plans <sighs> way in advance, so... yeah. I mean, it's a coincidence maybe this time, but I am looking forward to the Britt Baker and Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander match for sure. It's going under the radar a little bit because I know that everybody kind of already knows who's going to win, but I'm curious how they advance the story with it. But I am kind of excited to see CM Punk and Sean Spears. Yes, same. Um, how fast? Like, I mean, how much does Sean Spears actually 
get all. Oh, he probably beats the shit out of him with the chair before the match even starts, and then they have a match where CM Punk wrestles from the back, from behind the whole time. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, he should already um, still be groggy from all the power bombs his ass just took, right? <laughs> he should still be fucked up based off yeah, of you, wrestling logic. How'd you feel about that? I didn't like it as a. Okay, so you've got Warlow versus CM Punk, and I guess technically on paper, Warlow is supposed to kill Punk, right? Because Punk's been gone for seven years and all this shit. But if you're He's leading, old. if you, I don't think the match should have ever happened. I think that Punk. Should have, if anything, we should have done what you just talked about with fucking um, Spears. with Spears. Maybe do it back to back weeks. So I think the reason they did it the way they did, I think it, it would have made sense. They're obviously, building toward the Wardlow MJF split. Yes, but why put an emphasis on the split more than the CM Punk versus MJF thing, which everybody's been wanting to see ever since CM Punk came to fucking AEW, where people are chanting "Holy shit!" as soon as Punk comes out because they know these motherfuckers are about to talk on the mic for the first time ever. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's what I think would be an interesting way to take this. You don't see Wardlow interact with people outside of the Pinnacle, like pretty much ever, aside from in matches or BTE. I think, <laughs> right? I think fucking muscle tit. <laughs> I think it would be interesting if Dark Order shit is gold everywhere, so it don't matter. Yeah. I think it would be interesting if next week you have before the Sean Spears match, you have Punk actually go to Wardlow and be like, "Hey man, that was a really good match. Like you fucking beat the shit out of me." He's holding you back and, like, plant that fucking seed some more. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I, I'd be down for that. That would that would help me feel better about what happened last week for sure. But yeah. here's my thing with all, Aubrey Edwards in the ring, who's supposed to be the one referee out of everybody that doesn't take shit from anybody, right? That's, like, her mm-hmm. – that's basically her sub-gimmick as a referee, if you want to say that a referee has a gimmick. Well, that was her, Nick Patrick. That was her whole – yeah, well – <laughs> Little Nate, Charles Robinson. But mm, anyway, yeah. uh, you get what I'm saying, though, because she was the one person that would always get in Jericho's face. Like, Jericho made Aubrey Edwards a big star as far as a referee goes because of all their interactions that they used to have. As mm. soon as he powerbombed CM Punk through the table, I would have fucking disqualified him, first of all. It's not illegal to use a table that is already set I, up. I understand, I understand the problem with it. Trust me, I understand it, but I'm just saying. Um or maybe I would have had it where they set up the table then, so that then you could tell that it was deliberate. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that would have made more sense to me than having CM Punk roll up Wardlow because I didn't like it for Wardlow. I didn't like it, like it for the CM Punk MJF storyline. It's probably the first thing I, first thing that AW's done with CM Punk that I didn't like since he's been back. The reason I I didn't mind it is because it's still you're still telling the story of CM Punk like. Being the more experienced of the two and like knowing that he could fucking pull one out, yeah, whatever. He's still got a ways to learn because he's the rookie guy. I get that, but it's, it's and then, come on, man, come on. Yes, and then you're still planting the seeds with MJF Wardlow. Um, you 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 are also establishing in canon that Wardlow can beat CM Punk, and that makes it make sense later when he beats the shit out of MJF too, because. It's like uh, it's not exactly like MMA math or anything like that, but like if you had Punk just beat Wardlow easily, mm-hmm. and then Punk and MJF have like a competitive match, then later when you have MJF and Wardlow have a match and Wardlow wins, it doesn't really make sense. Why didn't you have uh, MJF make 
in, uh, make Wardlow do the power bombs and shit before CM Punk came in, and then because he didn't stop fucking power bombing, that's when Aubrey said, "Well, fuck it, you're disqualified because you won't let the match start." Then the next week, you do the same thing with Sean Spears with the fucking chair, and then tell basically MJF come come on the fucking uh, mic and say, "Hey, you cost me that match with Sean Dean. I'm gonna make sure you have no matches that ever fucking start again." Type deal. That would make yeah, sense I mean, too. That, that, that works too. Uh, that's yeah, that works. Um. But then, where are you planting the seeds for MJF Wardlow in that? Um, I mean, I guess, I guess technically you could still do the little backstage thing. Him getting thing. mad because he's making him do it, and then also because he made him lose his undefeated streak. Yeah, you could all. For the year. Yeah, you could also do that, and you could still have CM Punk plant that seed in a backstage thing, like, "Hey, man, I know like MJF's fucking with you or whatever, but like you just fucked me up, and the match didn't even start. Like, you could be a big thing here. You don't need him. You could still do that seed. Yeah. I mean, the seed is already planted anyway, because they've been fucking teasing this turn for fucking oh, the a year and a half. fucking crowd popped when he grabbed his hand. Just for grabbing his yeah. fucking hand, the crowd went yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, this is that's that's going to be a big thing. That's what I also think. Loved his gear, by the way. Reminded me of Dr. Death Steve Williams' gear. Ward dog. Yeah, that was, that was cool gear. I, li- I liked it on him. Like, the colors and everything, the color scheme popped. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was cool. It was definitely way more babyface. Yeah, I too. think so, too, yeah. Um, I'm tired of seeing fucking just black with a different color every time. Like the blue and the yeah. white was cool shit. His uh, his his theme song is sick. Yeah, they don't ever let it go um, on long enough though. Is the problem? Yeah. Um. Well, that's normally because they have him start coming out and then fucking MJF. Comes out like <laughs> yeah, that. exactly. Or MJF's music <laughs> plays first, then he comes out and he yeah. just fucking stalks the and ring, gets in the ring, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah, got got to get that third theme song out. Um, MJF song is pretty because good because they're too, using though. MJF's theme song to get the heat for. Wardlow yeah. because they know they want Wardlow to turn. If Wardlow just comes out by himself, he's gonna get cheered too much. So they use MJF's shit to get the heat. He's so goddamn handsome. Most hated wrestler, by the way. We don't have that award, but he did win that for PWI. MJF did. Most loved wrestler. Hook. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't Hook. Hook. It wasn't Hook. It was no, Hook. it wasn't. One hundred percent. No, it was not. Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Let me look this shit up. There's no fucking way it was Hook, bro. I know for a fact it wasn't Hook. <laughs> yeah, it no had to be love. CM Punk. There's no most love wrestler. That that award's just in my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what are you? Most uh, popular wrestler of the year. Yeah, that doesn't. No. That's the same thing. Most popular. And it was CM Punk. Wrestling. See there, boom, done. And yes, they don't uh, have the uh, they don't have the runner ups and shit. But it'd be funny if Hook was up there. Hook might win it next year though. Dude, Hook is so interesting. Yeah, a little Mac, a little Sagat. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder where they're Mac going. Little Mac and Ballsy. Yeah, he's a, he's a, they've, they've got an interesting thing going with him. It's also really fun to hear Taz call his matches. Yeah. Because you can just, you can hear how excited he is the whole fucking time. What happens when Ricky Starks starts getting that rock in the nation and domination thing and tries to be <laughs> too, tries to be the leader and Taz ain't having it and then Taz and fucking Hook turn face. And then Hook is the first, well, the next FTW champ. That'd be cool as shit. And then he comes out there that's fucking a, people up. That's a little too nepotism for me. I mean, it makes sense, but also... But I think it would catapult Ricky Starks as a big-ass heel, too, though. And Hook as a super baby face. Like, who doesn't want to see Hook fucking make goddamn uh, Ricky Starks tap out of all people? Did you see the video of Hook at the strip club? Yes, I did. I did. Well, I didn't see the video. I saw um, a snapshot of it. But yes, oh my god, I was like, I, at first I had to keep, I had to like really zoom in because I didn't know if it was really him or not. Yeah, if it was fake, I did too. I thought it might be fake or whatever. But no, that's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, man's wrestled three matches. He's already straight up Ric Flair. And... 
<laughs> Taz is like, I don't remember getting that kind of pool already. Well, all, right. all right, man. Probably because well, you were dressed up like a fucking uh, Tasmanian, Tasmanian devil. Because yeah, right. you were fucking five fucking foot. Kevin Sullivan face paint on and shit. Yeah. Like, fuck? No, shit. Dressed up like a damn cat at an animal fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> a damn, like a damn furry con or some shit. Yeah, the fuck. <coughs> look, look like a meaty Garfield. All right, so um, what, anything, <laughs> anything else you're looking forward to on the week coming up? Yeah, I love you, Taz. Don't fight me. Um, Taz just blocked you on Twitter, just so you know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it would me anyway, man. I got, I, got a, I got an orange vest around here for hunting, oh, shit. infringing on the gimmick. Um, looking forward he loves to... the gimmick infringement line, doesn't he? So yeah, good. he does. Um <laughs> Doesn't seem to mind when his son does it. No. <laughs> yeah, take take um, the gimmick and then change the name of it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just the the CM Punk Sean Spears stuff is interesting. I'm, I'm curious where they go with that storyline. I do want to see the mixed tag stuff, even though I, I'm pretty sure I know where that's going. Um. I. Hope they. I haven't really looked at the full card for Dynamite. I don't know if there's any. Those are the two big ones. But I don't know if there's anything super. Okay, here we go. Return of TNT Champion Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually I'm excited for. I don't know why. Why do you hate? Does anybody? I like Cody I Rhodes. Bro. I don't hate Cody Rhodes. Don't get me wrong. I just the whole thing that they did with the interim championship and no, all that. I agree with like, that. That's stupid. Yeah, but I like. Cody I'm not Rhodes. feeling it right now. If they would have done what we Green said, it would, I would be a lot more interested to see where they would go with it, especially if it was Miro and. Sammy Guevara that fought to a draw or some shit. Well, I think it would have been yeah. more interesting to have Dustin win it, and we're going to see Cody versus Dustin again because that match was fucking amazing from Double or Nothing yeah. a couple years ago. Like, that would have been more interesting to me because now it's like yeah, Dustin then... came out of nowhere and he has a legit shot to hold fucking gold, but all uh, you had to do was would... go through your brother who you couldn't go through last time, but you were so fucking close. I think that would be a better story for sure. Yeah, but think about how bad it makes fucking... Guevara look? Guevara yeah, look. Fuck it. Guevara's got Tay Conti. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. Yeah, let's see. Sammy Guevara, is, Sammy Guevara is one of the four pillars. He's got plenty <sighs> of time to bounce back from a Dustin Rhodes loss and an interim fucking TNT title match. I promise you. He'll be fine. Uh, you know, it, I don't I don't like to get into their personal life shit so much, man, but I, I feel bad for his fiance. I feel bad for the fiance as well, but only because of how much they're on Twitter now broadcasting it. Like, yeah. if they weren't on Twitter, I mean, it's not none of my business. I don't really care. But, yeah, I do feel bad for the fiancé as well. I think, so what he said, though, was it happened back in, like, October, so it's not like they just broke up and now he's broadcasting everywhere. But still, man, that's... That's still very... That's, that's even fucking, faster yeah. right after that you proposed to her in the middle of the ring. Don't propose to people yeah. in the middle of the goddamn ring Don't on TV. Don't propose to people. It never works. Don't stop, stop proposing to people in the middle stop. of the fucking ring, bro. Just stop never doing works. it. Never works. Look, like, look what Sam, happened to Macho Man. Sammy right? Guevara did not... That was the one that lasted the longest. Sammy Guevara... <laughs> Sammy Guevara did not learn shit from John Cena, apparently. Yeah, that's who John Cena. Fuck. Yeah. Terrible idea. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana didn't work out. Um, I think Angel Garza <laughs> did the same thing. I think they're still together though. Yeah, I don't. It's, uh, you know, and it's, I'm not being mean or anything, but it's real hard to compete with women that are like pretty fucking athletes professionally. That you're on the road with all the time. Yeah, yeah that's a hard, and it's yeah, just that's a hard thing. Fucking Christ, dude, that's brutal. Well, I hope everybody involved is, you know. Well, we know two of them are okay, but I don't know about the Shut other Shut up, ones. dude. Stop. Stop. What? Be nice. I'm Come just on. saying, we know two of them are okay, though, because, I mean, the yeah, way they're fucking they're posting doing, it. They're doing fucking great. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I mean, I I feel bad for it, too, but I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. It would be um, funny if she said no on national TV. Which, I mean, you put her in a position where she had to say yes anyway. Not really. Oh, that would have been, been, dude. 
They would have been way more famous from that. Well, she would have been more famous. They would have had to That's hire her doing. to be ultimate heel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking you heel. Could be with, <laughs> you could have been with Dan Lambert's fucking crew on that whole field. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, nah, man. Fuck uh, that shit. Hindsight is twenty twenty, Pam. <laughs> All right, so that's the show for today. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing a show because I've got uh, my sister and mother coming to visit for the first time in a couple of years. So I don't know if I'm going to do a show on Sunday or not. I'll keep you posted, though. And if not, we'll just come back a week after that. No big deal. Um, but, yeah, it was a good show. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to get Tama Tonga to unblock Ryan to make him feel better. Thanks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my best shot. I might get blocked, too. Who knows? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, pull, pull out the clip and play it for him. Like, hey, man, see, he didn't. I, you know, they know what the fuck is going on, bro. I don't even know what I said. Come on, man. I'll block him, bro. I'm probably I'm probably getting blocked by Tamatanga on the next show. I'll tell you how that all went down. And I uh, hope you guys all have a great rest of your weekend and week. And we will see you when we see you. Thank you for listening to the MonsterCast. We are out. <laughs>